This episode of the Braving Business Podcast is sponsored by, well, me. I'm PJ Benoit, and I've been in the domestic and international logistics space for over 30 years. If you need any assistance with transportation or logistics, my team and I will jump at the chance to help. Whether it be parcel shipments, e-commerce, pallets and freight, full truckload, international air and ocean, imports, exports, warehousing and distribution, or really anything under the logistics umbrella, we got you covered. For more details, please go to shipwithpj.com. That's shipwithpj.com. Reach out to me there. Mention you found me on this podcast for a special surprise. And one last quick thing. If you enjoyed this episode, please stay on after the show to learn more about the Braving Business Podcast and other great episodes for you to discover. And now, let's get the show started. Why, hello there, my friend. Hello there, PJ. We are wrapping up a season. This is an exciting, exciting season, conversation we're about season to have. Season one wrap up. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Very cool. It's been, been a, you know, how, Howard Stern does does really interesting uh, season wrap ups. Well, usually it's because he only does like 30 shows or whatever, and then he goes on hiatus for months on end. Um, and and he does these interesting uh seasons in review i now I've want to enjoyed. be Howard. it's Stern. been a minute since i've listened to howard stern I, I i have to admit but i remember being quite amused well, uh, no, by his i don't know if i was going to be quite as good but uh we'll see well now i want to be howard stern when i grow up that's amazing well considering he makes a hundred million dollars a year i think everyone wants to be howard stern when they grow up <laughs> does he mean he makes a hundred million dollars a year he does a hundred million dollars a year he signed well you know he may even make more i, I remember he signed a five-year five hundred million dollar contract with uh sirius xm radio and uh, he doesn't talk a lot about how much money he makes, but it's it's a bundle of change. And you know what? Interestingly, he's also evolved, right? I don't know if you've listened oh, to him. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was very young, I listened to him and, and liked the raunch. And then as he evolved, he became a really, really good interviewer and a much more mellow guy. Yes. Much more sane, less shock yeah. jock and more actual human. Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. You know, let's tell, let's, let's make enough money where, um, we don't talk about how much money we make because we're, we're just so bored by it. We're just so the number's so large. I don't want to think about it. How's that? That sounds like, that sounds like a good plan. I'm, I'm in <laughs> on that plan. Awesome. So season one wrap up, huh? Well, we've had, we've had quite a few excellent guests actually. They've, uh, I'm looking back on it. Like I haven't really looked back until today and, um, it's really quite impressive to the caliber of people we've had on the, um, the stories that they've shared, the humanity that they've shown. Right. I mean, it's, it's pretty freaking cool. I agree. I think, um, uh, it's been one of these, uh, hugely humbling seasons. I mean, we started the year as, as you know, we were, uh, in obviously appropriately given that we were a new show, we needed to go out there and, and, uh, get guests. And, and there was, uh, some amount of groveling involved. Uh, <laughs> although many people were kind enough, uh, uh, to, to do it. I, I probably out of pity, I, I think. <laughs> um, but as the season evolved, what became quite interesting is we were gaining popularity, uh, at a clip, neither one of us anticipated. True. And, and now, um, you know, as you know, well, we, we are getting some very famous people reaching out or their agents reaching out 
uh, asking to be part of season two, which is really cool. We're going to have some unbelievable guests in season two. Not that we didn't have wonderful guests in season one. I'm so, so grateful to uh, everyone that shared their time with us in season one and to the many, many tens of thousands of you that that downloaded and watched on YouTube and uh, reached out to us. I'm so, so grateful to all of you. Oh, absolutely. And what's really cool, yeah, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back. What's or, And I'm going to pat on the back um, all the people that we've had on the show because what's really cool is that we went for a business podcast, um, a slightly, uh, you know, mushed space there. There's a lot, there's a lot of business podcasts, right? And for us to actually gain traction and to resonate with some people just by really kind of focusing on humanity, I think from an entrepreneurial standpoint, uh, I think it's kind of a cool thing to, to say, Hey, look, we went to a very crowded field and we got our own foothold in here just by doing what we believe in. And I think it's a good testament to anyone who wants to go in and, you know, all the naysayers saying, Oh, everyone's doing that, or you can't do that. You can, it, it's, it's there. You just have to be focused. And I, I think, uh, I think, I think it's resonant and, and we're, we've done, I don't know. It's been, it's been wild. It's been great. It has been. And you know, look, I think when you and I had the conversation about doing this podcast, which started a couple of years ago, um, I, I, I didn't know I, you, you encouraged me to do one. Um, and you thought that I might have something to say that people would care to hear. Um, and I wasn't really sure what it was. And, and I think it did take some trauma in my own life, recent trauma, uh, that caused me and you no know, trauma, not in the sense of anyone dying. It was just some, some personal angst that I went through, uh, that caused me to reflect on bravery and courage. Um, and you know, you'd encourage me to do a podcast on business, which I think is appropriate given I know more, I think about that than probably most other things. I don't know much about much, but I probably know more about business and other things. Um, it felt like it was a good amalgam, you know, bringing courage and bravery and business together and talk about what does it take to persevere, to make it through, right? Is it, as some people might assume, that people who are successful in business are just, you know, masters of the universe? And my goal with this podcast was to disprove what I think is a complete hogwash that people who are successful are just cut from a different cloth. They're not. Yeah. Uh, they have they have certain things about them. There are certain common denominators. We saw that during the season. Yep. Uh, and we'll talk about a common denominator as 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 we go on today. Um, but you know, it was very clear to me um that they are human beings who struggle just like anyone else. Um who don't necessarily know what they're doing. Um, there's a degree of chance and degree of luck uh, that simply cannot be overstated. It's just a fact. Um, and to the extent that, you know, we've helped people in the audience who maybe had a dream, but didn't think that they were cut from that cloth to uh, recognize that they too uh, can be successful. And it does not mean uh, that they're going to have a straight shot to success. Nobody has, uh, yes. uh, or very few people have. Correct. Correct. I think it's, uh, I don't know. I, we've, we've laid bare a lot. Um, and we put it all, all on the table in regards to the journey and, and how you pivot and, you know, all of those things. I think that, uh, I don't know. I, to be honest, I've learned a lot 
right? Now, you say you don't know much about anything. I know nothing about nothing, but I do know that, uh, I do know Lie. that. That's true, actually. I'm lying. I know a lot about video mm-hmm. games. Um, but <laughs> but I, I just think it's it's very cool to talk to these people because I'm learning, right? Like you you talk to, you know, Francisco Sanchez or you talk to Rich Hopkins or you talk to any of the great people we've had on the show. It doesn't matter what what their background is necessarily, you know. I was I was never working for the government. I'm I'm not a I'm not a stunt man, but these these kind of act, these kind of uh, guests really kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things that are really kind of cool. And it's 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 been a great journey. And the fact that, you know, people who you might not think of as business people are business people, right? I mean, Rich Hopkins mm. may have started out as Fabio's body double. Today he's a businessman. You know, I mean, today's a businessman. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, kind of throughout the the season, we ran into people that, you know, whether it's uh, uh, Alan Cohn, who was a Peabody winning journalist and today's a CEO of a nonprofit. These people at some point uh, made the pivot to a career in business. Some of them started there. Some of them ended up there. Uh, and along the way, many of them experienced trials and tribulations, which is, you know, what we talked about all season long. So let's get started. Let's, let's dive into, uh, you know, the list of, uh, the list of questions that we are, we're going to, uh, address today, which are, you know, it's effectively an award show. We're going to, uh, uh, tell you who we thought, um, was, uh, our best guest in a variety of uh, different areas. We're going to start with the most eloquent. So, uh, who to you PJ this season, uh, was the most eloquent guest. Most eloquent. all right, so eloquent eloquence can be polished, right? So who's the most polished? All right, so I think Francisco Sanchez was, you know, he's a he's been walking the grounds of the White House, right? So you got to be polished in order to do that. So I think I thought he was very eloquent. Um, to be honest, I also thought that uh, Miss Hunter was was eloquent as well. I thought uh, she was um, she just she just came across so kind and smart and, you know, uh, from, from being a fantastic pianist to, you know, being such an inspiration to people. I don't know. I, I thought she was great. Too. Yeah. Well, uh, by, by Francisco Sanchez, you're talking about our, uh, episode two guest, Francisco Sanchez, the U S undersecretary of commerce for trade and co-head of global trade at Holland and Knight. Uh, he was also a special assistant to, uh, the president. Um, and of course, Leslie Hunter, uh, Leslie, um, was our, let's see, Leslie was our guest on episode 15. She's an influencer and president resume makeover and an accomplished pianist and accomplished a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. I think, uh, Francisco is definitely, um, high on my list, uh, of, uh, people who were eloquent, but I'll tell you what, I really thought general Leslie Smith, uh, mm. who, uh, was the, uh, uh, Inspector General of the United States Army um, was exceptionally eloquent, um, and he was eloquent in a very plain spoken way. So maybe those two things seem contradictory, but they are not. Yeah, um, no, what I, I loved about it. his eloquence was that it resonated. It was so it was so accessible, um, and the wisdom that he shared, um, you know, in his episode, and and he was episode seven. Uh, was was astonishing uh about a number of things whether whether it was courage uh whether it was about service 
whether it was about family, in every one of these senses, he gave us some really plain spoken eloquence, I thought. Yeah, he was, um, I was going to mention him, but because I was thinking more eloquence in regards to like, you know, the, the, the word, the, the vocabulary yeah. and, and the all. polish. Yeah. Right. The polish. Right. And he's <laughs> not, polished. By the way, not that he's not polished. I was going to say he he's is polished. polished. He's, right. um, he's also just freaking intimidating, but from a, from a really good standpoint, like he was someone that, um, he was, a, he was one of the only guests that I actually cared whether he thought I was okay or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was, he, that's funny. He's, he's very, um, intimidation's not the word. He makes, he raises the bar for, uh, how you want to be. Like you, he's very inspirational. Um, he, he automatically makes you want to make, you know, sit up and, he makes me want to be a better man. Yeah. Wait, is that a line from a movie? That, that I think it is a line from a movie. movie. You know what movie that is, right? Let's, what movie is that from? I do not make know. me want to be a better man. That's from Jerry Maguire. How do you not know that? Oh my gosh! I've seen make a lot me want to be a better man. All I right. love that line. Well, yeah. you, you know, you had me at hello. No, that's yes. Uh, you no, that's me. not. That's you that's not. Me. You had me at hello. Is that, yeah? I don't know. I think I think that's also from that movie. Uh, you show me the me. money. Show me the yeah. money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next uh, the next criterion, and that's uh, the funniest guest. Who do you think was? Our funniest guest. You know, I really, um, I really enjoyed Mr. Edward. Um, Edward Parati. Yes. He was hilarious. Yep. Uh, very globally cool. recognized award-winning event designer and planner, uh, very, celebrity party planner. Very quick on his episode feet. 21. Lots yeah. of, lots of really good quips, lots of really good insight. Um, very light. Like I just, I just really enjoyed, I really enjoyed his, his, uh, his interview was great. It was fantastic. I enjoyed all of them, but his was really funny. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. Um, as, as those of you who have listened to the season know, we are about to have our uh, t-shirt store and, uh, Edward had, uh, three, uh, four, <laughs> four t-shirt moments, uh, that I believe will generate four t-shirts, but my two favorite ones were the last thing you do is take a gay man to the dark side on a Friday, <laughs> which was, I'd never heard that before. I got to say that just <laughs> phenomenal. Yes. Then the other, which I think I have, maybe I've heard before, uh, was readjust the crown and get back out there, which was fabulous. Yes. Yes. Very fabulous. Who is your, who is your funniest? You know, I mean, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I definitely, Edward came to mind, uh, first, but, but I also thought Brandon Pipkin was very funny. Uh, Brandon mm -hmm. Pipkin, the leadership guru and author of 21 questions he was. for 20 millionaires, episode 18. We had lots and lots of laughs with him. Um, very you know, he guy. was very yeah. self-effacing and very yes. humble. Yes. Um, you know, especially given he spent two years, uh, knocking on doors, uh, on a mission, uh, for his church and, and he shared with us that I think during an entire year, and I, I want to say within the Netherlands, that only 10 people opened the door and he knocked, he knocked on doors every day for a year and only 10 people opened doors. Um, I, nice. I guess that's a little, I, I don't know. That's probably not funny. Or, I mean, maybe it is now to us. Probably wasn't funny to him at the <laughs> no, time. No, probably not. But uh, yeah, it was, um, uh, I thought 
but I, I would agree, uh, Edward Parati. But I also think Rich Hopkins was really funny. You know, there are a lot, there are oh, a lot of funny moments with Rich Hopkins. He had a lot of ramen. Rich Hopkins, the famed Hollywood stuntman and king of ex- <laughs> king of extreme, uh, episode seventeen. Um, lots and lots of funny funny moments in that one. Absolutely. And you know who else? You know who else is funny? PJ Benoit is funny. You are funny as shit, man. That guy's hilarious. I mean, I I, I got to say that many of my best laughs this season were you ad libbing uh, <laughs> on top of questions in in your introductions. Well, you know, um, I fabulous stuff. I always wanted to be a stand up comedian, but I don't like to stand up. I like to sit down. So <laughs> there you go. go. Um, you know, can I tell you? I actually also would. I still harbor a dream of being a stand up comic. Uh, really? At one point, yes. I, I I don't know if I'd be good at it, but I've I I I'd like to do it. You know what? I have a I have a friend of mine who is very very funny, very dry sense of humor. Um, just recently got divorced, but he is like, you know what? Screw it, I'm going to go do that. And he's been finding open mic nights. He lives in Indianapolis. He's finding open mic nights and doing it. And uh, you know, at first it was a, it was you know a little raw, but it's. I don't know. I've seen a couple of them. It's coming along. He's he's finding his footing. You can do it. That's Go awesome. Do it. I, I might. I might. I mean, your best line, by the way, from the season, also will be a t-shirt, is you are a highly learned and very intelligent Jiminy Cricket. That's what she was. Which is fabulous. She was. <laughs> did you come up with that yourself or did you copy someone? I hope was I came you? up with that myself. Yeah, that was me. Oh, man. That was very funny. <laughs> All right. We are moving on to the most vulnerable. Who do you think was our most vulnerable guest of the season? You know, um, all right, I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick Ken Bogard. Hmm. No honesty. Um, right? No honesty. K N O W. No honesty. Ken was episode 10, the founder Ken, of No Honesty. Ken yeah. was great. Um, I really enjoyed him because he was, he was like, I think when he talked to us, he was basically like right at the edge of when he's jumping off and, and really blowing this, this whole no honesty thing up. And it's, and it's been doing really well from what I could see. So I, it was cool to see him at that point of his journey. And, and now he's, now he's doing great. And, and I thought that, um, it, he wasn't a blowhard. He wasn't like, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to climb this mountain. And he, he just went and did it and was like, I got this idea. I might be crazy. Well, I am crazy, but I'm just going to do it anyway. And and it was great. Well, what people don't know is we recorded an episode early in the season that we did not release <laughs> uh, with a person who said a lot of things on the podcast. And after the interview, we decided to do some vetting Yeah, um, and uh, concluded that there was a lot of words and not a lot of deeds. Uh, and we're committed to only bringing you uh, real uh success stories or, or real stories of braving business such as it is. Uh, and so you never heard that episode, although it was very amusing. I must say that was it, an it amusing was, episode. Actually, that um, might be a n- new t-shirt though, buddy. Right. What's that? Uh, what would it don't, say? <laughs> don't be a lot of words, be a lot of deeds. Like, I, Ooh, I like that. That's, that's a good one. It is a good, a good one. one. It's a good one. So my most vulnerable would be Jordi Negre. Uh, the founder and CEO of Dantex Group, because he literally shared with him. Dantex has been around 23 years, a very successful That's company true. Oh, in Europe. That guy was great. I forgot. But yep. he he shared with us on, on this podcast that he was reinventing the company in real time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it was amazing. I thought it was so vulnerable. And not a lot of people who have, frankly, lived and accomplished as much as he has 
would be that vulnerable about something such as, you know what, I'm not totally sure that I know what I'm doing or how I'm doing it, but I'm doing it now. Um, I look forward to having him back, you know, maybe late in season two or in season three uh, to hear how he's doing. But I thought, I thought he was, he was great. Exceptionally vulnerable. Yeah. I'm going to use, I'm going to say my other one, um, even though this guest, I am sure will be mentioned in other questions that you have for me, but um, Sakshi, I thought Sakshi yeah. was amazingly vulnerable and just fantastic. She was, so, yeah, she I, was. I'm super- saving her for another category, but you were talking, of course, with Sakshi Srivastava, the legally blind co founder of wearable AI startup Shunya, which is spelled with a K. Yep. Uh, she, by the way, has had uh, the most views, her episode on YouTube is at over 15,000 views, uh, which is astonishing. And, uh, and, uh, I, I am saving her for another category, but I agree with you. She was definitely vulnerable. I also think that, you know, two other guests were pretty vulnerable. Uh, you know, some guy named Tal Zlotnitsky and another guy named PJ Mm, Benoit, mm, you know, mm. I think our two interviews, um, were both interviews where we, you know, uh, what's it? Walk the walk, right? Yeah. Um, and, and shared about our own moments of real challenges in our careers, in our lives. And I was proud of that. And I've I've heard wonderful things about my episode. And yours just was released, uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, to how people respond to it. And I'm sure it'll be uh, wonderful because I, I I told you earlier, right before we started recording, that I just listened to the episode this morning. Again, I hadn't listened to it since we recorded it. Uh, and I had about a, uh, 45 minute drive. And so I, I listened to almost all of it. I still have about 10 more minutes and it was so, so great. Uh, you know, I hope everyone checks out your interview, wow. such, such a great interview full of everything that I love about you. Uh, you know, it was both incredibly charming. It was full of wisdom. It was self-effacing. Um, you know, it, it was funny as hell. Um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful interview. So no. I thank you uh, for hey. being vulnerable. Hey, listen, your, your interview was fantastic also. Right. And here we started, we started with you because you were kind of like, Hey, this is, this is how we're going to show people how it's done. And then we can end with me to show like, this is how it's not done. Right. Oh, so, <laughs> so I think, you know, quite to the contrary, no. we, we, we put an, we put an exclamation mark on a, on a great season we did. by ending with your episode. Oh, I, well, I, you. I love that. Thank you, thank you. All right. We're going to go to most thought provoking. Who do you, who did you think was our most thought provoking guest? All right. Um, Sakshi, I'm, t- I'm going mm. to that well a, a couple of times, just so you know. Right. Um, yeah. She was, she was just so real. Not that everyone's been real. I, and I, I don't want to make it sound like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. her in comparison to other people were not real. She, everyone's been fantastic and vulnerable and, and honest, which I love. But her, her countenance, the, the, the way that she came across, the, her thought processes, everything was just so basic yet high concept and just like, well, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And, and for her to go through being legally blind and then finding these avenues and having the amazing support of her husband and finding these avenues to actually help others with their own 
blindness and, and lack of vision, uh, by providing vision is amazing. I was like, wow, it was, it was very, very intriguing. You know, what's interesting about that interview, that interview was one of the first ones we recorded Yeah, and it was occurring very, a very short while after a tough breakup that I went through that I had not expected nor wanted. And, um, a memorable moment for me out of that interview. And we'll come back to, to Sakshi because she's going to be, uh, she, she's going to be recognized by me for, uh, and another, uh, award later, but, um, was a moment where I asked her, how does it feel to be this loved? You know, she was talking about her husband, yeah. um, and how he just could not rest. He was, he was so determined, uh, to find a way to make her life better. And what resonated for me in that moment was love was man, isn't it, isn't it something when someone loves you that much or you love someone that much? Yeah. Um, and that's, what's one of my favorite moments of the season, you know, her reaction, uh, if you might recall, she said it's humbling, Yeah. which is such a great reaction from such a great human being. Um, my most, um, in my most thought provoking would be Blaine Bartlett. Uh, mm. Blaine is the uh, number one international best-selling author of compassionate capitalism. He's also a Bloomberg TV host and a CEO and a uh, highly sought after speaker. And he was our episode five. A couple of things about Blaine. One, Blaine's a Blaine's in demand. And, and he agreed to do an interview with us very early, uh, well before we were you know, a top one half of 1% in global popularity podcast. So he took a flyer on us, which I really appreciated. Then he gave us over an hour of his time. Yeah. And it was one golden nugget after another, including my favorite, my favorite quote of the season, which was for the sake of what, right? So, yeah. so he gave us for the sake of what, which is, you know, uh, a question that uh, he suggested entrepreneurs ask themselves as they contemplate what to do. Um, and, and he thought they should start with, well, for the sake of what am I doing this? Um, and, and that includes big time, big decisions, uh, moments of, you know, uh, substantial pivot as well as how to respond, you know, when you're maybe a little hot under the collar or someone, you know, uh, someone has done something that, um, you find disturbing on some level. Uh, so for the sake of what, uh, which I've asked myself ever since, right? So since, since he gave us that nugget, um, I've repeatedly referenced that in my own thinking about, uh, intersections in my professional life and my personal life and for the sake of what, um, just a wonderful moment. And in, in general, that interview was full of wisdom. Uh, Blaine's an incredible, uh, and super talented guy. And, um, I, I strongly encourage anyone that loved our season who didn't catch episode five, uh, Blaine Bartlett to please check it out because I think it was, it was one of my two or three, uh, favorite episodes of the season. That says a lot because I loved so many of them, but it stood out for me. You know, that, that episode personally is going to, um, always be at the top of my mind, not only because Blaine was, um, a consummate professional and just, a fantastic guest, but also, uh, from a personal reason, right before we actually started is when I was, uh, I, the specter of, of my wife's cancer was 
being thought of. It wasn't confirmed yet. And um, I just remember how kind he was. You know, we, we were kind of saying it in, pa- in passing, and then he was like, well, hold on. And, and he, he shared some of his thoughts and his support and his well wishes, which were um, extremely comforting and very kind of him. So I was, um, that will always stand out to me. I'm, I'm, I always have a little nugget of um, thankfulness for Blaine for that. That's super nice. And in the, the, uh, I, I agree. I think he stayed with us another 15 or 20 minutes yeah. after we finished the interview. And it was, uh, a very, uh, generous with some advice that we, we put to practice and it was yes. impactful. He also came up with another quote that I really love, which is think two or three ripples out, right? So for the sake of what, and two or three ripples out to yep. two of my favorite thoughts. All right. Most, so, so during the season, uh, I think if we, if we were able to Pull together all the moments where you said awesome. Yeah. We probably have 40 to 50 minutes of awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, For real. which I think is uh super charming. And uh we got a lot of feedback from uh from listeners and viewers who really dug your childlike enthusiasm, is what how one uh one uh, <laughs> writer uh, uh raised it. <laughs> uh, that you find things awesome, which is so awesome. It is awesome. Um, so uh, my question to you is what was the most awesome moment for you? Uh, and you can define awesome any which way you want, right? So we had, oh we God. had awesome, inspiring. We had awesome, like, wow, that's incredible that people do this, these things or have done these things. What was most awesome for you? Whoo, Jeez. Um, all right. I'm just looking through all the guests here. Who? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, there's been a lot of excellent moments um, through all of these episodes. I I thought it was awesome that I got to uh, tell Xavier Scruggs that I, I don't like the St. Louis Cardinals and I'm a Cubs fan. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. Um, and he was, just to go for a second, he had the best setup camera uh and mike like he's he sounded amazing he looked amazing edward parati was also quite edward, great but yeah, xavier, he was, xavier he was, was world class and you know what well he should general be. smith also had the setup because he's he's got his he own did. podcast so he did. He don't did. take that away from him that's but true. i agree with you Z- xavier was in a class of his own i mean listen the guy's the host of ESPN. espn baseball tonight and espn's top baseball voice um as well as a ceo of extraordinary athletes uh, athletes spelled with an x um, but I agree with you. He did have a great setup. But it was it was fun to be able to talk to him and joke around with him. And uh, I treat everyone the same, right? I I doesn't matter. And I think you do too, Tal. That's why we get along with everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a three-star general or you're a janitor at a school. You're going to talk to everyone the same way and you're going to treat everyone with respect and humanity and all that. Um, but it was it, I was very conscious of the fact that this guy's on TV all the time. And how funny he was and, and how just, you know, humble he was. And I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I'm going to say Erez Mm -hmm. (laughs) was one of the wow moments because you hear a lot of people like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a badass. I've gone through a lot of stuff. You know, I'm the guy who can't die. He really is the guy who can't die. That was (laughs) to hear, to hear his story. I was like, Holy crap, dude, you've been through it. you, Decided to cut your own leg off. God bless you. That's a lot. He was he was amazing. I think that was probably one of my my more wow moments. Yeah. Was that one? 
So just just for a frame of reference, Xavier Scruggs was episode eight. Uh, and I agree that was that was a fun episode. Um, and of course, Erez Avramov, uh, the former Israeli commando, the man who refuses to die, founder of Rebuilder Academy. Uh, by the way, his episode has been very popular as well. Um, and um, yeah, in addition to uh, uh, choosing uh, to cut off his leg, I believe right below the knee or maybe right above the knee. Um, he has also suffered uh, multiple very, very serious injuries uh, and managed to overcome them. I think I would have long ago said, you know what, sayonara. Uh, but uh, Ares did not. I'll tell you, I, by the way, Ares was, was right up there for me. Um, but I, I, my most awesome moment was uh, with Buddy Jericho, right? So Buddy Jericho, oh, yeah. uh, who he was, was a former too. intelligence operative, real life action hero not just not only does he yeah. have an action hero name uh he's the founder and ceo of indago um and uh he has done incredible things both chasing down some of america's uh most uh sworn enemies and terrorists uh but he also has dedicated a significant amount of time and effort and money uh to chasing down uh, people who are uh, sexual predators and and who traffic, uh, who, who who are sexual traffickers, yep. uh, and um, with Skull Games, uh, which is an ongoing venture that I recommend people look at if you want to uh, volunteer some time uh, with Skull Games. He has uh, he's been very impactful in helping uh, local police and federal authorities chase down some some real bad guys, and so. Uh, I, I thought that was a great moment, and he was episode eleven. Um, let's go to most inspiring. Who was your most inspiring guest of the season? Well, Sakshi, right? Yeah, because because mm-hmm. she's she is she's what I feel is like the true entrepreneur. Not that anyone's a fake entrepreneur, but if you want to talk about someone who's just like, here's a problem, how do I fix it? She was. She's incredibly inspiring. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, um, Sakshi is um, an incredible young woman. Uh, for those of you who haven't uh, heard the episode, it's our most popular episode of the season, by the way, uh, both on YouTube and downloads. Um, that would be uh, episode three, Sakshi Srivastava. Um, wonderful interview. Wonderful, super talented, very charming uh, young woman who has done multiple amazing things. Not only is she uh, currently in the process of bringing wearable AI to people who, like herself, uh, cannot see, uh, but she also um, spent a significant amount of time earlier in her career and is still involved in a uh, nonprofit that is essentially a make a dream for uh, impoverished kids in India. Yep. Uh, they they seek out uh, you know homeless uh, orphan children on the streets of uh, India and uh, and make a dream of theirs come true, which is such a beautiful thing. Uh, and I would agree with you. She was definitely uh, you know to me the most inspiring guest of the season. I also thought Alex West Steinman was uh, mm. was really inspiring. She mm-hmm. is the co-founder of the the, uh, the Coven um, in an Inc. Top 100 Female Founders. And uh, what she created is this, and along with her co-founders, was a really interesting startup, which 
is designed to uh, offer uh, remote workspaces for people who are um, from the LGBTQ community. I happen to be a father of uh, someone in that community, and I found it so interesting that I had never thought of, uh, you know, people from that community feeling welcomed and included and safe in a shared workspace. Um, And I thought that the fact that, uh, you know, she and her colleagues did was amazing. And it it comes to show you that there are so many super talented uh, people out there and, and they're thinking of ways to make a difference, which, which is something that frankly, each of us in our own, uh, you know, place in the world can make a difference for a person or multiple people or a group of people, um, which is, you know, sensational. Yeah. But I have to say, I, I, I reserve my, my most inspiring, uh, for an episode. I, I wish we didn't have to do, uh, which is our special episode about the situation in Israel. Um, we made, I, I had asked you, um, whether we could swap out an episode and move it to season two and, uh, and have a special edition Israel in crisis episode, um, to interview one of Israel's top journalists, uh, Eitan Avriel, who's the co-founder and editor of Israel's uh, leading business publication, The Marker, as well as Daniel Dayan, an entrepreneur uh, and founder of Step In, um, about what they experienced uh, on and around October 7th uh, and what they've been going through since. And the focus of the episode was going to be just what the impact has been on the business community and and the employments, the, the, just the, the the workplace in Israel. Yeah. And we did have quite, we, we had, I thought, uh, interesting conversations about that, but, but we also got to see um, two people who are dealing with unimaginable uh, trauma in real time. Um, and they were both very vulnerable and, um, I thought inspiring. So maybe I'm a little biased, <laughs> uh, but that was a hell of an episode. Uh, and that was episode 17. It was, it was. And I, I, I am, I'm very proud that we did it. I'm very proud to be a part of that. Um, that is a terrible, extremely messy situation. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a hard one to, to go over. And it's, you know, I, I have been lucky enough to bid to have been to Israel. I have been lucky enough to have been to the West bank. And, uh, you know, I have friends who are Palestinians. I have friends who are Israelis. Um, everyone's a human. Everyone wants the best for their family. They want to be safe. Um, it's, it's a, it's a terrible situation. I thought I was going to be able to solve world peace over there through beer was not able to do it. I tried. Really well, hard. it's hard to do it through beer since uh, alcohol is forbidden yeah, uh, to I Muslims. Well, you know, I didn't know that when I was going over. So, <laughs> well, that's the problem number one, right? <laughs> you know, ah, yeah, research. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a terrible situation. I just hope it gets resolved uh, quickly with you know as least damage as possible. Yeah, I uh, I hear you, and I agree. It's a terrible situation, and um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Um, Last question, or actually two more questions about this season, and then then a question looking forward to next. Uh, what was your most memorable anecdote? So we had guests share a variety of stories with us 
uh, about their journey, about things that have happened in their lives, uh, places they've been, people they've met, things they've done. Uh, what's one anecdote that jumps out of you as that? That was both it could have been funny, it could have been fun, it could have been interesting, it could have been unexpected. Um, what's one that jumps out at you? Um, I'm just taking a look here. So. I really, I did really enjoy Jordy's, Jordy Negres, um, his interview because, like you said, it was it was really kind of like real time, and it was, it was, shocking to hear a guy talk about a company that's been around a while, and then he's coming to the U.S. and he's like, I got to revamp this whole thing, and that was that was very intriguing. That was very uh, interesting to me. Um, buddy Jericho, he was also very interesting in, to me in that, you know, you hear about, you know, you, you see on LinkedIn, people are like, oh, I'm against human trafficking. Well, cry, who isn't against human trafficking? I mean, like everyone's against human trafficking, right? But right. it's, it's very interesting to hear it from someone who actually is, is aware of all the signs of things and, and how underhanded everything is. And, uh, um, that was that was very eye-opening for me. Mm, love that. I would say that my my two um, anecdotes that were most memorable, Alan Cohn, the Peabody and Emmy award-winning mm. journalist, shared an incredible story with us, uh, the story that won him the Peabody, uh, which was Sikorsky um, oh, yeah. aviation, yeah. Um, essentially endangering the lives, knowingly endangering the lives of American service members uh by having defective parts uh on helicopters and that it wasn't until helicopters started falling out of the sky uh that you know sikorsky accepted what he had been reporting for several years which was that they knowingly were looking past uh defects yeah in their production uh approach to production that was an incredible story um and Very true. you know that that episode was interesting to me because you know um let's face it i mean the kind of journalism that alan did and now he's not a, he's, he's now a ceo previously he was a journalist um it was expose type journalism and essentially catching people doing the wrong thing we, we don't have as many uh unfortunately we don't have as many uh, television shows dedicated to catching people doing the right thing and um true and the word of advice that i think he had and i have and you have to our audience is you will face situations in your life and in your professional life as well as your personal life where it's a fork in the road and you could be able to choose to you know um maybe take a shortcut or maybe do something that's not terribly ethical um and you can choose the other path and um and i advocate for you choosing the other path not because i'm a goody two-shoe or i'm naive because at the end of the day, I really do think that, you know, we have to live with ourselves. We have to be able to look at our, ourselves in a mirror. We have to be able to look at our family in a mirror. Um, in those moments in life, um, I think those are the moments we're going to think back to on some level as we reflect on our careers and our lives. Yeah. You know, what did we do in those moments where a difficult decision needed to be made and there was maybe a path that was more convenient or more enriching? But not necessarily more just or more right. Yeah. Um, and I thought that Alan, you know, he certainly got me thinking about that. Integrity matters, right? And that's uh, 
that goes to one of my favorite quotes, which is you are what you do in accounts. And, yeah. you know, being able to look yourself in the mirror, I, I don't like looking at myself in the mirror, um, but, you know, being able to understand who you are and to fully see what your impact is and, and um, how you navigate in this world, I think is super important. And yeah, that, that was, you were in that episode, you were a little fired up. You were, you were, I was, you were, I was. well, you know, I mean, I, I was really trying to get, um, to the question of why do people do these things, right? Like, yeah. what is it about, um, situations like that, that where people frankly, knowingly deceive or behave in ways that are just hard to defend. Um, and I, I struggle with that. I mean, we, we've seen that on lots of levels. I mean, some people are shameless. I get that. Um, to me, to some degree of almost, uh, you know, it's almost being psycho, a psychopath to be able to knowingly endanger the lives of service members. I mean, that, that, that takes a degree of depravity that I, uh, that is hard to fathom. I'm not just for the record. I, I don't know. I don't know that there's clear evidence that anyone there, uh, made that choice consciously, but overlooking evidence that was being presented to them. Uh, that they were knowingly, unknowingly, intentionally, unintentionally endangering lives and essentially stonewalling had the effect uh, of being intentional. At some point, it becomes intentional when you choose not to look at something more closely. Right. Well, as as Getty Lee from Rush said, you know, not making a choice is a choice, right? And yeah, uh, they are they're choosing to stick their heads in the sand. In those situations, they're choosing to stick their heads in the sand rather than look at two or three ripples out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, by the way, my other, uh, you know, most memorable anecdote would be uh, a gentleman we haven't talked about yet, which is Pete Moores mm, um, yeah. from London, the founder and CEO of PM, PBM Consulting, episode 19. He got hit by a car going 50 miles an hour while he was biking. Uh, and lived to tell about it, um, and is helping a lot of companies. So that was that was another one of these moments where, like, you wonder, gosh, I mean, how easily would it have been for his life to just be snuffed out? Yeah, get hit going fifty miles an hour. Uh, this is why I don't go biking. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, last question about this season: a common denominator. What was what was you know in your mind? What was a common denominator this season? Other than you know our respective awesomeness. <laughs> well, you know, that is a common denominator. Um, I really, I really think that we, we really hammered home the virtues of resilience of being able to pivot. I, I keep using that word, but everyone gets bad news, right? Everyone has a, has a fantasy tale in their head or a fairy tale in their head of what they think they're, they're, future is going to be with this great endeavor that they're, they're heading out with. And, and sometimes that, that happens. And other times there's going to be some obstacles in your way and how you deal with them determines your success later on. And so I think that resilience, I think that um, being able to react well to still maintain traction, I think is something that, that has been somewhat of a, of a common denominator throughout all our discussions. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I I agree with that. I also think, to me, a common denominator, uh, and I, I probably drove this point home on three or four interviews, was that 
what really separates successful, happy people from less successful and less happy people is that people who are generally successful and happy refuse to quit. Yeah. They're just, they just refuse to quit. I mean, they, they face moments that are just gut wrenching. Uh, and on many levels, so, you know, uh, discouraging, um, sometimes humiliating. And despite that, they get up, they brush themselves off to quote Edward Parati, they readjust the crown <laughs> and they get back out there. Right. Uh, whether it was Leslie Hunter who uh, told us that, you know, she inspires herself in moments where uh, she feels knocked down by telling herself she's the shit. Yeah. Um, and Edward Parati actually told us that he made shirts that said, I'm Edward fucking Parati, which I, I think is, uh, I get that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's hard. I've had moments in my life, in my career where I just wanted to crawl into bed and not get out. Um, I think now in hindsight, I, I really appreciate, you know, a couple of statements. One is the time does heal all wounds. It does. And the things, generally speaking, will get better. So wherever you are, whatever moment you're facing, whatever challenge you're facing, um, you know, we've quoted uh, from my favorite show uh, multiple times this season. And um, um, and I, 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 I told the anecdote, uh, Ted Lasso, and I, I told the anecdote of the, the Rom communism speech from uh, uh, episode five, season two, episode five. Uh, where you talk about the fact that fairy tales do not start, nor do they end in the dark forest. And so if you're in the dark forest, you just know it's not the end. Yep. doesn't mean that you know how it's going to end. You just know that it's not the end yet, because that's not how rom-coms end, which you know a thing or two about, uh, given your I wife. Do. Well, you know what? Since since you brought her up, my wife, Kara, uh, has, you know, I, as we've we've discussed, she's dealing with... Um, fighting cancer and and i am so incredibly proud of her for everything that she's done and i'm so thankful to be able to be with her on this journey and to help her out every way i can um but you're talking about you know refusing to give up her her actual quote is the only way is through right and it doesn't matter what what's in front of you your only path is to go through that and get to the other side. And I think that speaks a lot to what you're, uh, you know, what you're referring to as a general theme, the common denominator. Um, I agree. And, and, you know, we're also going to have Kara on as a guest. Kara is of course a phenomenal and very uh, prodigious uh, author of uh, rom-coms. Um, and uh, we look forward to having her in season two. Speaking of season two, what are you, what are you most looking forward to uh, in season two? Interviewing Kara. <laughs> good answer good answer um oh there's a lot we have a we have a lot of <laughs> we've already done of uh, a good number of excellent interviews um and you know i i'm looking forward to just learning more on this journey truly right this is uh i'm, I'm glad people like my childlike exuberance um it's because every, it's all real, right? I'm, I'm meeting these people for the first time. You you do a lot more research than I do because you 
are much more professional than I am. So I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of hang out and I, I really like to just learn and, and hear everything for the first time so that all of my reactions are from the heart, you know? And so, um, we've already had some great interviews for, for season two. I'm, I'm looking forward to the others that we have on the slate. Everything looks, it's going to be a bang up season for sure. What about you? Who, what are you looking forward to? Well, um, you know, your doppelganger again, how do you say it? Doppelganger? How do doppelganger. You say doppelganger. Okay. So your doppelganger, Antonio Sabato Jr. <laughs> uh, Calvin yeah. Klein, former Calvin Klein underwear yeah. model, now yeah. actor. Yeah. Uh, for sure. When we're, when we're on public, people are like, Oh my God, twins. (laughs) That's right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm looking for, I mean, we are, you know, we are meeting people who are, um, doing amazing things, whether it's, uh, you know, individuals that, uh, overcame, um, addiction, uh, to, to form remarkably, uh, impactful organizations. Uh, whether it's uh, people that, um, you know, uh, came to this country, uh, as I did, yep. uh, from overseas and, and faced the significant challenges of adapting to the life and culture, um, and not only persevered, but prevailed. Um, so we have, you know, as you said, we've recorded a number of the episodes for season two already. Um, and I just feel like we're, we're just scratching the surface, um, you know, for, for the stories we're going to be able to tell and, uh, and the guests we'll be able to bring. Um, and I'm, I just feel so grateful to be able to, to do this, right. A, do it with you, someone I admire, respect. Um, and, uh, and also to be able to, to bring these amazing people, um, you know, give them an audience, give them an opportunity to be heard. Some of them of course have a substantial audience already and some don't. And, uh, you know, and we are a way to, introduce people to their life stories and their wisdom, uh, which feels amazing. Uh, I've had a couple of guests that we interviewed earlier in the season, reach out to me afterwards to just tell me, you know, what an impact, uh, the episode has had. Um, and, um, it's super humbling and, uh, uh, amazingly rewarding. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just more, more great moments yeah. with you, with our guests. Right back at you, brother. Well, you know what all this is. What is it? It's awesome. <laughs> I think we have to sign off on that one. <laughs> see, see what I did there? <laughs> well, my well friend. Well done, my friend. Hey, no worries. Thank you very much. Season one was awesome, and season two is going to be awesomer. Love that. <laughs> and that's a wrap, folks. Like what you heard want to support the show? Please follow our page on LinkedIn and Facebook. Visit us on YouTube and please like and rate us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. You can also see exclusive content, subscribe for free to our weekly blog, support our sponsors, and soon buy our merchandise at www.bravingbusiness.com. Thanks for being a part of our production, and we'll see you next time on the Braving Business Podcast. 